Hello, friends and neighbors. I'm Ray Harwood, and I'm going to give you just a brief recap of the board meeting that we had last night, April 22nd. I'll start off by introducing myself. Many of you may already know me, but I am Ray Harwood. I'm currently your association president, which uh, means two things. Number one, that I'm on the board, and when we're having a board meeting, I consider myself to be a board member, and I have to really kind of focus on the big picture of the association and work with the other directors to uh, come to an agreement of how we're going to do some things. But when we're not in a board meeting, and I am your association president, I, I like to say it, I am your association president. You can contact me. Go to our website, realcrossinghoa.com, and use the feedback page that comes to me. Uh, you know, Multiple ways to get a hold of me. Uh, I, I usually don't take calls in the evening, but I can take calls during the day most days. And uh, happy to uh, get your emails and, uh, you know, set up a Zoom chat or something like that so that we can chat and I can help you with uh, whatever your issue is. Um, it was kind of interesting. At the meeting last night, we had 15 people on board uh, our Zoom call. And, and I'll just make a quick aside here. We'll probably do this Zoom thing forever. It really has... Uh, you know, we don't have to go rent some space somewhere, and, and whenever we've had to rent space, it's been somewhere between seventy-five and two hundred dollars per meeting, and that's you know we we don't need that uh, if we can meet this way, and you don't have to you know if you want to get to the meeting, yeah, you know, get all dressed up and drive and figure out where we are and come to the you know, just. Log on to Zoom, and you can participate in the meeting. So last night we had four board members, myself, Julia, uh, Stephanie, and Sherry. And we had Lisa, who's our community manager. We had three members of our design review committee, kind of the new guys on the block here. Candice and Joe, John, which left seven more people. I had one of my neighbors right across the street come to the meeting, which is really nice. And they had a question and uh, they, they got their question answered. It was pretty nice having them on board. We had one guy who said, well, I, I've owned some property in Rio Crossing for a long time, but I'm an investor and I live in, I believe he said Seattle and just wanted to dial in and see you know, how the board meeting goes. And uh, we're happy to have anyone come visit reason to have policies really is for transparency. There are a number of things that your board, whether it's the current board members or the next group that gets elected, if you elect somebody else, there are certain things that happen and they should happen consistently. That's one of the things that all the attorneys and management companies go. You just you need to treat everybody the same. You can't be special for one group or anything like that. And so we have sort of a set of operating guidelines that we operate under we all sort of understand what they are and we talk about them and very often a homeowner will have a question well how do you handle this situation and we'll talk about it but why can't we put all that down in a document and make it available to you you can read it anytime you don't have to come to a meeting to ask questions we're happy for you to come to a meeting to ask questions but if you just want to read about how are we going to handle violations how do we handle noise and nuisance complaints of another neighbor uh, and, and things like that, 
those ought to be readily available to you. And those procedures and policies are transparent. You know in advance. If you want to read them, you'll know in advance that that's there. And so we are going to uh, go through several policies and rewrite them a little bit to make them in a consistent format and sort of consistent language and explain the whys. In some cases, like on our violation policy, it just says what we're going to do, but it doesn't say sort of why we're doing it that way. And I think that's important for us to communicate with you. About the noise and nuisance thing, we've, we've had a number of uh, you know, complaints, one neighbor against another neighbor uh, for either noise or, or nuisances, bright lights in the backyard and, and things like that. And uh, I also attended recently a training session put on by one of the attorneys, uh, Vile Fotheringham, uh, HOA attorneys, and learned some stuff and, and reinforced some things that I already knew. And the reality is, if one neighbor has a complaint against another neighbor, they can let us know and we will send a letter to the uh, uh, the offending neighbor, if you will, and say, another neighbor had a complaint. That's as far as we will go in terms of one neighbor to one neighbor complaint. You can complain again. We're not really going to send another notice. Um, maybe if it's been a year since the previous notice, and the, you know the, the, they had a loud party, and you know, now they haven't had one, and then a year later maybe they have another one. Eh, you know our 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 policy. What what is our policy? Well, you know once the policy is written, you'll know what our policy is. But if there are several neighbors, you know you you, you guys are all standing out at the mailbox and going, gosh that that. That guy across the street, he's always, you know, got his barking dogs and his loud music and, uh, you know, shining his bright lights and he's doing all this stuff or whatever. Um, in that particular case, uh, we will take whatever information you can provide us and we will typically engage an attorney to write the offending party a letter. And uh, our attorney is pretty good at making his point that, uh, you know, take care of it, or there might be some further action. What is that further action? In most cases, we find that a simple letter like that helps to resolve the situation. But if it doesn't, then we'll go back to our attorney and see what uh, the course of action is. That is what has driven some of our focus on policies. Um, but I, I know some of you have complaints uh, about neighbors or something, and... Um, uh, for for some reason, and I don't know if it's COVID, and I hate blaming things on COVID because the reality is people are people, and COVID's just another factor in, in the whole thing. But uh, you know, we've we've had more complaints fairly recently, and uh, I, I want to make sure a that we're addressing them properly, and b that we are giving you the proper information on how to go about handling them. So, sort of the next topic, I, I shared a couple of things about the design review committee since I am currently the chair of that committee, and um, I, I showed a chart, that uh, a little bar chart of how many architectural requests had been initiated each month since January of last year, and I can tell you before, and again, I don't want to blame it on the pandemic, but you know, two years ago, most months we didn't have any architectural requests 
And on those months that we had a few, it might be one or two. I think the most I ever remember is four. And this graph from the last year has one month with 12 submissions. And most months have at least six. March, for whatever reason, March of this year and March of last year were both, uh, you know, like under four. So I don't know. Uh, People are taking it easy in March, but uh, then the, the the summer comes up and uh, we're 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 getting more. So that's one of the reasons for having a few extra people on the design review committee. And we certainly appreciate uh, Candace and Joe and John and Monica for joining us. They've now been trained and are accessing the system, and uh, you know we'll be able to handle your requests as they keep coming in, which I'm sure they will. Now, here's a topic you probably don't want to hear about. We're we're gearing up for a house painting tour. And if you've been around here for several years, you know that every couple of years we go around and reassess individual homes uh, to see how they are maintained and primarily from a painting perspective. It's one of the things I really don't like doing. Uh, You know, people complain about HOAs and, you know, why do we have to have these HOAs? And, well, I I don't know. It's because some people won't take care of their property. And so the HOA really is about taking care of the neighborhood. And if you may want to sell your home at some point in the future, you don't want the property values to go down. You'd like them to go up. And if you have many people in your community who do not maintain their homes, the value of the homes will go down. It's pretty simple, really. Uh, so that's why you know we don't we don't go around every year. Uh, the last one we did, I think, was three years ago. It was actually 2018, and I think we didn't actually end up doing the tour until early 2019. So it's been two years already, and it will probably be later this year before we get around to it. Why? Well, one of the things we're going to develop a policy <laughs> so so that you know how we are doing this and so that when we need to do it a year from now or two years or three years from now, we can pull out the policy and go, oh, this is the way we do it. Uh, right now, we're sort of reinventing the wheel again and saying, oh, well, ha- how, how many months do we give them before they have to paint it? And can they um, make a request for an extension and that sort of thing? And so we'll we'll get all of that documented out, but I uh, just wanted to sort of let you know that um, we are working on that, and probably it'll be several months, at least the summer, maybe into the fall. N- nobody likes painting in the middle of the summer. It's probably better not to paint in the middle of the summer. Enough of that. What else have I got? Julia ha- has has been a big proponent of putting together a welcome committee, and uh, I, I've been in favor of having a welcome committee, but I, I want to document, you know, how are we going to do that? And so last night we reviewed uh, a document uh, briefly uh, that, that had some procedures, not really a policy, but, you know, what will the committee do? It was a committee charter, really. So there's there's some progress there. We actually approved that charter uh, assuming that the chair, uh, who is Andre, who is not at the meeting, agrees. And I'll, I'll make this plea for you. The welcome committee could use your help. If you would like to be sort of the person who finds out who has moved into the neighborhood, we'll get that information and we can ship that over to you via email. But the, the reality is sometimes uh, new home uh, owner pops in 
and maybe it's been a while since we had a homeowner uh, there and you know, maybe their paperwork doesn't get in sometimes for a month or two. If if you notice that, gosh, they're they're moving in over there, I would like to have someone from the association. It, it does not have to be a board member. It, it just someone who says, "Look, I'm I'm doing this. I'm a volunteer with the association, and I want to welcome you to the neighborhood." And very often, as most of you know, by the time you get ready to move in and everything. You've had a copy of our governing documents, but you didn't look at them um, because they were buried in with a whole bunch of other real estate stuff. And so one of the things we're going to do is is provide everybody with the written copy uh, of uh, our documents. Maybe a couple of other things. Uh, You know, there's lots of a magnet or a pen with information on it, a variety of things. So we we have a small budget for that. We will... uh, look to do that and if you would volunteer that'd be really great contact us uh, either through lisa our community manager or through the website realcrossinghoa.com we uh, deferred the proposal that we had from one of our vendors to do some scupper remediation oh what is scupper remediation you ask well We've got several places throughout the community where water, if it rains, and I know it doesn't rain very often, but man, when it rains, you know, it it, it shovels the water down into an area designed for water to seep into the ground. And those concrete sort of sliding boards, they kind of look like concrete sliding boards. Nobody wants to slide on them because who wants to slide on concrete? They typically have a piece of concrete at the very end of them which causes water to stand in that area. Now, I, I attended some sort of training session here within the last couple of weeks um, that, that talked about mosquitoes. And mosquitoes generally don't live in large bodies of water. Mosquitoes live in small little standing ponds, small little standing water. Just it rained water's there, and mosquitoes come out. So um, what we want to try and do is, is get those repaired. Uh, really, it's it's breaking off the concrete off the end and making sure that the water gets down in there so that it can be absorbed. Uh, we've got a couple of areas where we might need to put in some riprap, which is you know the rock stuff that's, that's down there. Um, and, and so we decided we would go out and get some additional bids just in case the, the one that we... Uh, did get is too expensive and uh you know we're we're trying to be frugal with your money and that's uh uh, that's a good thing that pretty much kind of covers the basic stuff of the meeting from last night and uh i've talked for 15 minutes already so you're tired of listening to me right (laughs) hey you know i i do want to mention that the association does have a facebook page and we've got a Twitter feed. We've got uh, we've got an Instagram account. We don't really put much out there because a lot of our stuff doesn't have pictures and stuff. But when when I make one of the uh, calendars with bulk trash or have some sort of a flyer of some sort, I will put that on there. Um, as as you know, we have a podcast, obviously, and uh, we have a YouTube channel with a couple of videos on it. Uh, the most popular one is the one that I talked about uh, 
you know, abolishing the HOA. <laughs> I, I get people from all over the country responding to that. That's kind of interesting. But, uh, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm happy to communicate with members of the community. At the beginning, I say, hello, friends and neighbors. And, and I mean that anybody that writes me, sees me on the street, wave at me. Uh, you know, sometimes I'm out there in my big yellow truck, uh, you know, ha- happy to talk to you most of the time, unless I'm in a hurry to go somewhere. Uh, if you've got questions or anything, either, uh, Send me an email, go to the webpage at realcrossinghoa.com and look for the feedback link or give uh, Lisa a call at uh, our community association. So again, thanks again, friends and neighbors, for listening to me and uh, we'll maybe uh, look forward to seeing you at the next board meeting, which will be May the 20th, usually Thursday evenings, uh, on around 7 p.m. via Zoom. If you'll get on our mailing list, we'll make sure that you get the information. Thanks a lot. We will talk to you again later.